Hey everyone, it's Cassie. And this is Chrissy. And this is Did You Catch That with Cassie and Chrissy. This past Thursday, quarterback Dwayne Haskins signed a reserve slash future contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers after being released from the Washington football team late in December last year. If you guys remember, there was a series of events that led to his release, including attending a party without a mask and putting not only his teammates at risk, but also his coach, Ron Rivera, who was very high risk, actively fighting cancer. Haskins was also stripped of his captainship. Um, He left a game before fulfilling media obligations. And there were reports that he wasn't studying the playbooks. Yeah, I remember. um, I think it was like the New Year's episode. And... I mean, it didn't sound good. Well, it still doesn't sound good. But it was a situation and all the things he did. And we were like, I hope he gets another chance. But then at the same time, we were like, we don't know. So I am happy and for him. And, I mean, if I was him and I could pick any team, like, I feel like the Steelers, like, he got lucky. Very, very lucky. And remember, we didn't originally think that he was going to get picked up this fast let alone before the season was over yeah we thought like after the season when people could evaluate I really didn't think so I mean we said like we thought yeah he probably will end up with another team but not this quickly I mean and hopefully we'll see I think he learned his lesson he had to have I hope so it hasn't been that long like it's a very fast turnaround um so hopefully, I mean, I, I did notice that he wasn't really active on social media from the time that he was let go up until the news came out that the Steelers signed him. So I'm wondering if that was on purpose to really focus on like, you know, what's important and get back to where he needs to be kind of like a reset. Yeah. And then at the same time, it's like, what is he going to say? Like, yeah, um, so I did this, I did this, and I did this. But I am happy for him because, I don't know, I think he deserved um, another chance. I mean, he was so young. Very, and, very young. You know, like, super young, and he's not the only player who's messed up. You know what I mean? Like, so many of these players mess up. So I do think it had to have taught him a lesson. Like, there's no way it didn't. And I think the Steelers is a good pick. The one thing I'm concerned about, I mentioned this to you like the other day when we were talking about it, when the news broke out. The Steelers players, not that they're wild, like Juju's my favorite, but like you see on social media and stuff, they get into their fair share of controversy, even though sometimes it's exaggerated. But like, I feel like they have a really, their younger players are extremely outspoken. Like even like Chase Claypool, the rookie, like he was outspoken on social media and stuff. So. Dwayne, I just don't want him to get involved, you know, in that petty stuff. Because it's all super petty. None of it's not, like, anything too serious. It's just, like, petty. But I'm excited for him. I mean, the Steelers is a good team to land. It's a really good team. And speaking of Chase Claypool, he's actually one of the people who kind of spoke out in support for Dwayne after the news came out. So it's good yeah, to no. know that, like, his the team, at least one of the teammates are – um, supportive and want to see him you know prosper because he was a first round pick in the 2019 draft like he's so super young he's only 23 he has a lot left to give and the Steelers like signing him showing that they're ready to give him another shot is a big deal 
And um, other than like um, the Antonio Brown drama a couple seasons ago, the Steelers players seem very loyal to their teammates. Like, I feel like uh, obviously whenever like Dwayne Haskins, if he ever like en- does enter that like starting role, you know, because um, he's gonna be behind Ben Roethlisberger. But Ben only like- has one year left on his contract. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like he'll be able to build that relationship. And then um, they have, like, the Steelers have great receivers. They have a great offense. I mean, they're a great team. And I feel like they're really loyal to their teammates. So I just feel like it'll be really good. And he can build that chemistry. And I hope it works out for him. I think so, too. Um, Yeah, it's good that you brought up Ben because people were – um, discussing that, that maybe it could be good for him to have some mentorship from a veteran QB like Big Ben. And then, you know, he hasn't really given a concrete answer on his future with the organization or with the NFL and having one year left, like that slot could be open. Like Haskins isn't the only QB option left after Ben, but it's still an, a possibility for him to take that spot. Yeah, he's not the only option, but at the same time, it's like, he was a first-round pick. Like, Dwayne Haskins, when he was picked, like, or the year he was going into the draft, like, he was, like, a household name, you know? Like, everyone was like, oh, where's he going to end up? Where's he going to end up? And then, on the note of Ben, I think Ben is going to retire, only because if you see, like, all the quarterbacks we grew up with are basically gone. Drew Brees retired this season. Philip Rivers retired this season. We have Tom Brady left. In the recent years, we saw Peyton Manning go, Eli Manning go. We saw Tony Romo go. Like, then we have Ben Roethlisberger. But, like, these are all the quarterbacks we grew up with. Like, these are all the quarterbacks I genuinely remember. And they were all so good. And now they're all retiring. And now it's, like, this new generation of quarterbacks. And it's just so weird because this has never happened to me. Because, like, I'm 21. Like, I'm relatively young. Like, I've never seen a flush like this of, like, players in a league before up until now where, like, literally all the quarterbacks I grew up with are starting to retire. Well, they already did, but, like, the last. There's only, like, a, f- a couple of them left. Uh-huh. So I really – yeah, I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to retire. And then who knows when Tom Brady's going to retire. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I don't think Tom's going to go anywhere anytime soon. No, I think he has. He's gonna be like LeBron, right? Like I give you know, him like, at least like four more seasons before he decides he wants to retire. Yeah, no, Tom Brady has uh, fears of him, but he's gonna be the only one left. You know? Yeah, for sure. And it's like Philip Rivera, Drew Brees, and it's like, okay, guys, I'm still not recovered from Tony Romo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's crazy. So, I think the Steelers were a good team, and I love their coach. So I think it's a good fit for him. And um, at least, like, I will say, I mean, according to his Twitter page, he did acknowledge his faults. We did mention that um, in the New Year's episode, he said, I take full responsibility for not meeting the standards of an NFL QB and will become a better man and player because of this experience. So we'll see if, like, he's a man of his word when he says that based off of his behavior, not just on the field, but off as well um, next season. Yeah, I don't think... I think he learned his lesson. There's no way he did not, like, I can't even imagine, like, being in his position and then, you know, like, getting cut the way he did. Like, his whole 
career obviously flashed before his eyes. It's just crazy. So it definitely did. It had to have taught him a lesson. I think he learned from this. And he's so young. Like, everyone makes mistakes. Like, I couldn't imagine being in that position. Like, I would mess up too. Obviously, I wouldn't do what he did just because, you know, I just wouldn't. But I feel like, and I'm not even, like, making an excuse for him. But I think he learned from it. And hopefully he did because I want to see him be good. And in fairness, when he got drafted, the Ohio State coaches did warn the Washington staff ahead of time that he would need time to mature. And I think they suggested that he sit his rookie season out. But obviously, that didn't work out since Washington's other quarterbacks were injured and they had no choice but to start him. So if anything, maybe this happened for a reason. Like maybe he was supposed to take time away to just like sit back, mature like they said, and by the time he's ready to be a starter again, hopefully he'll be more than ready. Yeah, this was uh this was the lesson he needed. Uh, I guess they didn't want it, but I learning I the hard was, way essentially. Yeah, he learned it the hard way, which is good. But at the same time, it's like the things he did, like, was that really, like, like, at the same time, it's like, you should know. Like, I don't care who you are. But at the same time, they were warned about him. But now, that's in the past, you know. Now we just move forward and look ahead to him being on the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I agree. And speaking of looking ahead... The Eagles did just that on Thursday. They announced that Nick Sirianni is their new head coach. Now, the Eagles fired former coach Doug Peterson about two weeks ago. I don't know why it feels longer than that, but it was literally just a little less than two weeks ago. Um, Doug Peterson put in five seasons with the organization, and they went 4-11-1 in this last season, which is just horrendous. But he's the first and only coach to get the Eagles to the Super Bowl and can't take that away from him. So the city loves Doug, but it it was time to move on. Yeah. Um, first, I want to say I like Doug Peterson. As a Cowboys fan, like I liked him. And the year you guys went to the Super Bowl, I was rooting for you guys. Because everybody except for New England yep. was rooting for Philly. Like I was, I was rooting for you guys because one, Tom Brady just really like grinds my gears. Like I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> Tom Brady just really just hits a nerve for no reason at all. Like that man has done nothing to me. I feel but the same way. He really hits a nerve. Um. So. I was like, seriously, like, he's had enough Super Bowls. Like, literally no one needs that many Super Bowls. I think that's just us being, like, haters. And I can say that, like, comfortably. I, I acknowledge that. Like, I'm just a hater because he's not my quarterback. You know oh, what I'm I mean? I'm a Tom Brady hater. I say that loud and clear. But also, like, his personality, I feel like we wouldn't vibe. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> like, I, you know. No, I'm crying because I do the same thing with people I've never met. Like, I'll look at them and be like, I don't think we would get along. Yeah, like, when I tell people I don't like, like, I'll tell someone I don't like Tom Brady, and I'm like, yeah, he's, like, the best. Like, I'm not taking that away from him. Like, I know he's the best quarterback. Like, I don't not like him because I think he's a bad player. Like, I know he's the best. There's just something about him that I do not like, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, 
that's why, like, when I tell people and they're like, oh, you're just being a hater, I'm like, no, like, I'll fully acknowledge he's, like, the best, but, like, there's just something about him that I do not like, you know? That's, that's a thing. Yeah. So, like, when I say, like, oh, I don't like Tom Brady, you know, I respect and I acknowledge, you know, who he is as a player, but I just do not like the man. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I just don't. So, I didn't like Tom Brady and Meek, you know, Meek's my favorite. Meek Mill's my favorite rapper one of my favorite quote-unquote celebrities. So I was like, I want the Eagles to win for him. Yeah, that was and a big year for us. Like It was. It was a big year for Philly. And I remember, I remember watching it. This was when I was in Arizona at the time. And wow, the Eagles brought joy to me, which is crazy. I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan. I, I cried. Like, Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, I didn't cry, but I can't imagine my team winning. Oh my gosh, like. I told my mom, like, you're going to need to have an ambulance on standby. (laughs) Like, I might have a heart attack. No joke. I've never experienced anything like that. But, yeah, um, Doug Peterson I liked, you know. I never really, like, looked at him and thought anything. But I think, like, moving on, yeah, like, you don't want to stay with someone for too long just because there's a history. Like, the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys stayed with Jason Garrett for too long. And I like Jason Garrett. Like, I feel like he got too much blame. But we did stay with him for too long just because, like, you know, they had history. And that can be very detrimental to the entire organization. And they pointed that out. They were like, you know, we can't keep just – he can't ride on the Super Bowl forever. If we're not performing, we're not performing. And at the end of the day, the first priority has to be the team and getting them back to the Super Bowl. And if we can't do that with you, then we have to move on. So they were very hands-on and quick with this hiring process. Um, They interviewed – Deuce Staley, which is the Eagles assistant head coach. And that was actually a thing as well. Like he didn't get the job. And apparently like there's this thing where he keeps getting overlooked, but that's another story for another day. Um, They interviewed Dennis Allen, the Saints defensive coordinator. Um, Kellen Moore was on that list. Cowboys offensive coordinator. And then I know that Brian Dable was allegedly on their radar He's the Bills' offensive coordinator. Yeah, there were a lot of people. Um, Yeah, well, one, I think the Eagles, it was – some people were like, what? Like, I saw when they let go of Doug, but I think it was good for them, like, for making this move. Um, And then Nick Sirianni, I I, I like it. Like, I don't not like um, choosing him, but I just wasn't expecting it because um, if you saw, like, Twitter, like, they kept throwing around, like – like Nick Sirianni like he's not that big of a name in my opinion like on Twitter like people were throwing around like oh like the Eagles are interested in Lincoln Riley oh obviously they're interested I saw they were interested in Callum Moore like they were just throwing around like well more well-known names to me at least so when they chose Nick Sirianni and the process moved fast I was like oh okay um not that I didn't like it I just didn't know too much yeah um, I wasn't expecting it either. Um, just some background on Nick. He comes from the Indianapolis Colts, where he was the offensive coach since 2018. Prior to that, he worked with the Chiefs from 2009 to 2012, doing work with wide receivers, quarterbacks, assistant coaching. Then he moved on to the Chargers, doing quality control in 2013, later transitioning to working with the quarterbacks 2014 to 2015, and then he worked with wide receivers 2016 to 2017 and um it was reported that 
the Eagles organization went into this decision with one of their largest priorities being Carson Wentz, obviously, and getting him back to where he needs to be. Like last, well, this season, I say last season because we're eliminated. We're not a part of it anymore. But this season, Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson's relationship was a big thing. And the relationship with the front office as well. It just wasn't healthy. It wasn't the best. And Carson's performance was horrendous. I've said this before, and everyone has said it. It was it was pretty bad. And it's even more bad because we know Carson's potential. Like from 2017 to 2019, Carson's passer rating was a 98.3%. It dropped to 73.4% in 2020. That's yeah. bad. Yeah. Um <laughs> That's really bad. As a Cowboys fan, everyone's comparing. Everyone's always comparing like Carson Wentz and Dak. So like, I like acknowledge like Carson Wentz, and I kind of like check him out. And I'm just like, after this season, like, you can't. Like it was bad. It was horrible. Yeah. And there was talk that Carson wanted to request a trade, and that's not a small deal. Like that's our franchise player, and he wanted to leave allegedly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. That's going to have to be one of, if not the biggest priority for Nick Sirianni is to get Carson Wentz back to top quarterback potential. Um, Frank Reich, who is the coach of the Indianapolis Colts, has been since 2018, used to actually be Philly's offensive coordinator, working closely with Carson Wentz. And he told, Frank Reich told Howard Eskin, who's a sports anchor here in Philly, that Sirianni was a stud and will do a great job with the Eagles. Yeah, no, he comes from, like, a football family, too. Like, a lot of them are, like, were coaches, whether high school, college, whatever, his family. And he seems, like, to be a good pick. I just didn't know too much, so, like, I had to look into it, obviously. Um, And also, I'm, like, I know, like, about, like, a lot of coaches, but, no, I didn't know about the Colts, like, um... What was he, the offensive coordinator? Yeah, he was offensive coordinator yeah. for the Colts under Frank Reich, who used to be Philly's offensive coordinator. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. I just would have never known that, especially because they're an <laughs> AFC team. Like, my team is in the NFC. I just would not have known the Colts' offensive coordinator. <laughs> you know, like, but, um, I mean, I hope it works out. Like, you never want, even, I'm a Cowboys fan, but you never want a team to, like, make adjustments and then it not work out you mm-hmm. know like the Cowboys didn't look too good with our new coach this year but even when we play a team like people are like oh I hope this player gets injured so we beat them like I would never want to win a game with an injured player on the other end that's just how I'm because people are gonna be like, oh you guys won because he was injured for example you know what I mean mm-hmm. so like I don't know I hope it works out for them and he he seems like a good guy. I don't know too much, but I like it. I'm not hating on it. I think that Frank Reich saying that Sirianni is a good fit for the role of head coach holds a lot of weight considering that mm-hmm. Frank's history in Philly. And I don't think that Nick would have taken the job if he didn't think he was qualified to elevate Carson Wentz. Yeah, and I saw something and they were saying how like he's um he's a really good like Nick, they were talking about Nick Sirianni. They're like, yeah, he's really, like, friendly. He's a really good people person, this and that. And I feel like as a coach, like, just even because you have to communicate with so many different people, not even just the players, but, like, 
front office to executives, just everyone. So I feel like being a people person will get you a long way. Like, will bring you a long way here. Did we talk about that personality trait with Steve Nash? Yes, I think we did. Yeah, everyone just loves him. Like, he's one of those people. And I feel like that's a major key because obviously if he's a coach, like, like the man knows what he's doing you know like he knows he can run he can look at a playbook he can call plays you know he was an offensive coordinator so you know he knows what he's doing but to be a people person that's kind of a big deal especially with like an NFL coach you have to know your players you have to be invested in your players it's it's so it's like Phil Jackson Mm-hmm. That's why he was so successful as a coach. Yep. That has to your priorities have to lie in like the well-being of your players on and off the field. And if if they're saying that like if they're implying that Nick Sirianni has that type of um approach with coaching, I'm not saying he's going to be like Phil Jackson, but I'm just saying like if he at least takes that approach with, you know, being a nice person and being a, a people's coach, then I do think it's going to pay off with Carson it has to pay off because if it doesn't like what are we gonna do yeah I feel like that does go a long way like even just with every single player you know because I think like a coach and like the players and the front office's relationship is so important but uh in terms of Carson Wentz uh if he doesn't play up to par next season I don't know I mean I I think his contract is up uh wait hold on let me double check I mean, yeah. I mean, as an Eagles fan, I wouldn't really. He would just frustrate me. Carson's contract will keep him in Philly through the 2024 season. So that's a lot of time. <laughs> um, I don't think he's going to make it through. I'm sorry. That Yeah, if there's no positive changes, I highly doubt it. Especially now that we know... Jalen Hurts can step up if need be. And I don't know yeah. how much longer Carson is going to sit there as um, playing second to Jalen. He's he's not going for that. Yeah, you are so right. Also, I just feel like not that there's like a stain with Carson Wentz now, but I don't know. Do you think, like, I don't know how on board everyone else is with him either, like, in the organization. There's a lot of factors to it, though, because it's, like, with his career, he he's really been hit with a lot of injuries. Um, and then it's, like, with front office stuff, with coaching, our secondary sometimes. Like, it's just there's so many things that go into it. And Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think he'll make it through 2024. And you guys have Jalen Hurts. I mean, my favorite Eagles quarterback uh, was Nick Foles. <laughs> I love Nick Foles. I really do. Oh but uh, there's, there's just so much. Like, it's like every season, there's always something that, like, I don't want to say gets in Carson's way, but there's always some outside factor that kind of, like, makes it harder. And that's not an excuse because that's sports. But with this past season, excuses aside, his performance in general was just bad. Yeah, I just don't know how worth it he is, especially when you potentially have – well, Jalen Hurts, like, we've seen him play, but um, 
I'll say potentially have a better player, even though I think he could step up. But, like, you know, I don't want to be too confident. But I think also that's going to be hanging over their heads. Like, it's not like you don't have an amazing backup quarterback, you know. So I think that's going to factor into it, too. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so we'll see. Good luck to Nick Sirianni. I mean, I'm very interested. <laughs> I'm very, yeah, no, very I'm very interested. interested. So we'll see. I'm excited. Can next season come already? Right. I mean, we need to win the Super Bowl so that we can like move forward to next season. I think I just need to win just so I can see one of my teams win because literally never seen that happen. <laughs> the farthest I've seen my team go is the Bucks going to the Easter Conference Finals and choking. So <laughs> maybe maybe next season. Because the Bucks have actually, um, they've been showing out. Drew Holiday has been showing that he was worth those three first round picks. Yeah, but they're kind of embarrassing. What? Like, they lost by like two points the other day. But it's just two points. I know, but that's even more frustrating. And then they lost to the like the Lakers, the Nets. I mean, obviously, I'm not doubting them. They're my team, but I'm just, like, I'm one of those people now that my my expectations for them are a little higher. <laughs> oh, rightfully so. Rightfully so. And because they also have the Nets and Lakers, and I'm just, like, those are – we're going to have to get through the Nets, and then we're probably going to play the Lakers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's, like, what's going through my head. Like, obviously – I'm, we're not, like, down bad. You know, it's the beginning of the season and the basketball season's long. But, like, when I look at them, like, play these teams, I'm, like, the Nets and the Lakers are, like, the team that everyone groups us into the same conversation. You know, like, when I talk about, like, the Bucks or whatever. But not to go off in a Bucks tangent, but, yeah. I just want one of my teams to win. So, Dak, Dak is amazing. Let's see. I think he'll come back strong from his injury. So, we shall see. Mike McCarthy, we'll see. <laughs> we have to give him another season. But yeah, hopefully, I would say it works out for us, but that's not possible because we're in the same division. So. <laughs> <laughs> so last night, in a post-game interview following the Utah Jazz win over the New Orleans Pelicans, Shaq told Donovan Mitchell, you're one of my favorite players, but you don't have what it takes to get to that next level. I said it on purpose. I wanted you to hear it. What do you have to say about that? First of all, I have a lot I have a lot of things to say about this. But one of the first things I want to say is what was Donovan's response supposed to be to that statement? I thought it was very unnecessary. I thought it was untimely. I thought it was rude. And you're live. Like why would you ask somebody this? After a game that they just won, he put up 36.7 rebounds and five assists. And Donovan Mitchell isn't some average player. Like, and I feel Can like he's played. Sorry. I'm like, going no, on. I was going to say, share his response because. Oh, okay. He, he said, he handled it in a very mature manner. He said, all right, that's it. And Shaq was like, that's it. And he was like, yeah, that's it. And he said, I've been hearing it since my rookie year. I'm just going to keep getting better at what I do. And I feel like Shaq threw in the whole, um, you're one of my favorite players, to kind of soften the blow. But it's like, no, it's not going to take away from what you said. That was very rude. But I'm not going to go back and forth with you on live TV to prove my worth. 
you said what you said, you meant it. It's not my it's not my business and it's not my problem to change your mind. I know what I bring to the floor. Like that's it. That whole encounter made me so uncomfortable, especially like I just felt super awkward. I don't like confrontation. Not that I was so confrontational, <laughs> but as someone like you know like I'm extremely outgoing and stuff like like just having to confront more like if someone brings me the wrong food like I'll eat it they call me the wrong name I'll just Cassandra because I just like no <laughs> I know it's bad I know it's bad but I just like don't like I feel bad correcting people or like just confrontation like you know what I mean like I just feel so bad so watching this happen made me extremely uncomfortable number one number two when Shaq was like what do you have to say about that like I'm sorry like Shaq I like you but like who do you think you are okay well you are Shaq but, like at the same time it's like at the same time, it's like this, like like you said, he just finished a game. He just won a game. Like, what do you want Donovan Mitchell to say to you right now? Like, oh yeah, I really care what you think about me, and just for you, Shaq, like this and that. Like, what do you want him to say? He was like, okay, I like. What do you want me to say? Like, right? Like, are we supposed just, to do some deep dive on my? Like, I don't understand what what was he supposed to say to that? And then when he was like, oh, um, when he was like, oh. I said that just so, just to like, um, like, what did he say? Like, just to I like, I wanted you to hear it. I wanted you to hear it. Yeah, I wanted you to hear it. Like, what? Like, okay. And like, and I kind of liked how Donovan Mitchell hand, handled it. Because I don't know, if I was Shaq, I would be embarrassed. I would be very, very embarrassed. That wasn't the time or the place for a statement like that. That's something you do and during, I, like, a sit-down interview. I mean, if you really yeah. want to be bold. Because the, the statement in itself, I thought, was very rude. And I didn't like the way it was worded. I didn't I didn't like it at all. But if you're going to yeah, take that chance, choose a different time. No, it's so rude, number one. Number two, the man just won. This is his post-game interview. Number three, you're going to say, I said that because I wanted you to hear it. Like, okay, like... Like, what? He has better things to do than worry about what Shaq is saying about him. Um, yeah, uh, that was just an embarrassing encounter. And I think everyone here is on Donovan Mitchell's side. Not that they're sides, but like everyone is agreeing with Donovan Mitchell more, which is great. For sure. Like, I think Shaq went into that expecting Donovan to care more about his opinion, and he does not. Exactly. He's just like, okay, like, but who just says that, especially to Donovan Mitchell, like, <laughs> and, but even, even think about it. Think about if there was a, first of all, I don't think any player deserves to be like put on the spot like that. That was, that was just so rude. But think about if it was a player who's not on the level of Donovan Mitchell, it would still be bad because it's just like, why would you say, like, why would you say that? So I'm just so confused. I'm just like, what reaction was Shaq expecting? Like, what did he want him to say? Because he clearly wanted him to have a certain reaction to even come out and say this, you know? I think what shocks me the most is the gall, like the blatant audacity that some people have to just say certain things. Like, I, I cannot get past this. Like, I'm flabbergasted. I had to watch the clip so many times because I just I I was so in shock like Christy, how could you wow if I was in that studio and that was happening I would have I would have ran <laughs> I would have ran out of there oh my god it made me so uncomfortable just like everything about it just like the whole 
not even from saying like just the whole of like I wanted you to hear it. Yeah. His bold statement and like, oh, what did you think? Like, I really love how Donovan Mitchell handled it, but like Shaq, like, what were you thinking? I don't know if it's credited to Donovan's personality or media training. Either way, handled it perfectly because I know in a lot of situations, like I do not have a poker face. And sometimes that's, that is also on purpose. Like how Shaq said that on purpose. I don't always have a poker face. And it's cause sometimes I want people to see like how stupid they sound. Like, yeah. I need you to read it on my face. And I'm, I think it's very um, remarkable that you couldn't read how he really felt on his face because I'm sure he had a lot more thoughts yeah and then he's like that's all you have to say (laughs) or you have nothing to say whatever he said I would have (laughs) cried I would have started to cry like at that point it's angry tears because how dare you oh my god yes angry tears are a real thing literally when I get frustrated I cry listen I'm a Pisces okay when I get frustrated I cry and then people are like, oh, like, are you upset? No, I'm mad. Like, I'm crying because I'm mad right now. Like, you, like, obviously, I cry when I'm upset, too. But, like, most of the time when I cry, I'm frustrated. And that's just how I'm letting it out. Like, if that was me, oh, my gosh. I just, like, I just don't even know, like, why he thought that was, like, like what was going through his mind when he said that? Do you think he's going to come out and say something about it? Um, I actually don't. I don't even know if it's worth him still acknowledging it it's just like no like Shaq oh um I doubt it actually no he might hmm like that's just so embarrassing I don't I don't think he would come out um like remorseful about his comment but I I wouldn't be surprised if he said something about it considering that a lot of people are talking about it right now yeah he probably will on the next broadcast it's like, I just came off of a win. I still got sweat dripping down my face. I'm not even at my resting heart rate right now. And you you just greeted me with violence. No, you literally woke up and chose violence. Like, why would you do that? That's why I just, I don't even know what to say about this. Because it's like, I, why? Like, what was going through his head? Like, for what? You know? I probably would have just walked away. After he said, like, what do you have to say to that? I probably would have been like, you know, you have a good night. Honestly, I just would have been speechless, quite honestly. Um, I joked about crying. I just would have been, spe- I would have looked at the camera and I just would have been like confused. Like I would have been taken aback and I probably just would have been speechless. Like, what do you, what do you want me to say to that? You know, like, like, yeah, you're so right. I'm never going to be the best. Like, no, he was just trying to garner a reaction and I'm glad Donovan Mitchell didn't give him it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you do clownery, it has a funny way of showing you who the real clown is. And that was clownish activity. Oh, my God. That was, like, oh, my God. Oh, I can't. That was horrible. I'm very disappointed so in Shaq. Very disappointed. Same. So before we wrap up, we're going to do some more NFL predictions. The Super Bowl is, like, right around the corner, which is so crazy to even say. But we're almost there. Last week, we predicted for the Packers and the Rams. We, we both chose Packers. That was super easy. But shout out to Aaron Donald, though, for playing through his injuries. That's never easy. And he really, yeah. like, you know, left his heart out there. But it, it was going to the Packers. It was just it was no question. Then we did Ravens versus Bills. And 
I was wrong, Cass. You were you were right. <laughs> the Bills are so damn good. Like, oh, I'm jealous of Bills fans. Like, I'm I'm pretty sad to see that the Ravens are gone. You see, I'm surprised I'm not more sad because of Dez. Like, I'm surprised I wasn't even rooting for them. But I think it's a bit of a pride thing because, for example, the Bills, like, for the past few years, I've been telling everyone, like, even, like, my dad, I'm like, Dad, the Bills are going to be really good in a couple years. Like, like they're building something there, and everyone was like, who are the Bills, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, the Bills are the only real New York team. But that's a, another conversation for another day. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, yeah, I'm just so excited for the Bills. Like, I'm just like, ah, oh, guys, I was right. Like, everyone I would talk to about it. But I'm really happy for them, and I think I'm also happy for them because they haven't won, uh, like, a playoff game in literally, it was years since, and they have extremely loyal fans. They do. So they I really love do. when, yeah, I love when, like, team teams are, like, not that great and they have loyal fans and then they win because, like, I, I could just only imagine the feeling of winning. Like, I want to cry for them. So that's why I'm, they're really good. So I was rooting for the Bills, and I'm just really happy about that. Yeah, congratulations to them. That's a huge accomplishment they earned it they deserve it and then we did chiefs versus browns another easy pick chiefs like (laughs) come on y'all it's the chiefs yeah and then we did bucks versus saints and listen tom brady is never gonna let up he's never gonna take his foot off our necks and we just have to accept that for what it is oh my god he's so annoying (laughs) i wanted to cry when the saints lost it's just the way they lost, like, all those, it's like, it was just not a nice last game for Drew Brees, which is why I was so upset, and there was a moment in time where, like, oh, the Saints are gonna do this, and then they, like, throw three interceptions, and Tom Brady, man, oh, like, He's like, why do you up. exist? Oh, my God, it's so frustrating. I was watching it, like, of course, like, like, seriously, like, ugh. So there we have it. I mean, and now it's down to the wire this Sunday. Yeah, Bucks um, and Packers, Brady versus Rogers. Well, I'm rooting for Tom Brady. I know you are because you don't like Aaron Rodgers, which is just so bizarre to me. Because I love Aaron. I Rodgers. don't like Aaron Rodgers, and I don't like the Packers, so it's a double whammy there. I love like, Aaron Rodgers. I can't stand that man. He's like we're like worse than I can't stand Tom Brady. I can't stand Aaron Rodgers. So and let's go Bucks. And I like Rob Gronkowski. And I like Bruce Arians. Something in my spirit is telling me that the Bucks are gonna win the NFC. Because something like yeah. I don't know, I feel like the Packers winning is almost too good to be true. And you you just can't count out Brady. Yeah, I love Bruce Arians, and I would love for Packers fans to feel that loss. Um, well, excuse <laughs> me. Sorry, that's caught it. I'm still not over that. It's been, what, seven years? <laughs> I do not care. We should have went to the Super Bowl that year. And then on the other end, the Chiefs and Bills. Hmm. Chiefs. Mm-hmm. You see, I, I'm going to say Chiefs, but I'm not so quick to say it. Because did you watch last week? They were... Well, Patrick Mahomes, granted, he did go out with a concussion. Mm-hmm. But even before that, like, they weren't as much... They didn't pose as much of a threat as I would have thought. Um, So I do think, obviously, I do think it's going to be a Chiefs and Bucks Super Bowl. But 
didn't we even pre- we predicted that last week too we did but if the bills were to win i wouldn't be so surprised that's what i'm gonna say i mean i'll be happy for them but i'll be kind of disappointed i'm not gonna lie really um, like as much as i want i want rogers to get to the super bowl i do feel like it's gonna be the books and i more than i want aaron Rodgers to go to the super bowl i want to see the bucks and the chiefs because i really 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 want to see tom brady and Patrick Mahomes against each other. That ugh, that just sounds just so entertaining. Yeah, it definitely does. But like in this like this year, like year, like I want the Bucks to win. And as far as like the Chiefs and Bills, you see, I love Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and then I'm just happy for the Bills, and I like the Bills. So this game, I don't really care. Yeah, the Chiefs are probably gonna win, but. Like I said, if the Bills were to win, I wouldn't be, like, so shocked. Like, I could see it happening. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. I'm rooting for the Chiefs, though, to be honest. I know, like, the Bills are the underdog, and that's always nice because we the Eagles were the underdog back in 2018, but it's just, like, I don't know. I really, I would really like to see the Chiefs back in the Super Bowl going up against Tom Brady. Yeah, we shall see. I'm I'm indifferent on this game, but... Nonetheless, I'm excited because I think it's better when you like both teams. Like, on the other end, I don't like either team. But on this (laughs) end, I like both. And I'm like, why couldn't it be the other way around? Right. Either way, it's good football. Like, these are all incredible matchups. Like, it's going to be entertaining either way. You can't really lose as a fan, as a viewer, I'll say. Exactly. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 20 of Did You Catch That with Cassie and Chrissy. Make sure that you are subscribed to us here on Spotify and that you are following us on Instagram and Twitter at DYCT Podcast. Again, that is DYCT Podcast, and you will hear from us next week.